0: If you have a Bible with you tonight, would you turn with me, please, to the Old Testament Scriptures, to the prophecy of Isaiah and Isaiah chapter 35. The prophecy of Isaiah and the 35th chapter. We're going to read from the first verse. Isaiah 35 and verse 1. The Word of God says, The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them. And the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it. The excellency of Carmel and Sharon, they shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. Strengthen ye the weak hands, and confirm the feeble knees say to them that are of a fearful heart be strong fear not behold your god will come with vengeance even god with a recompense he will come and save you then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped then shall the lame man leap as in heart and the tongue of the dumb sing for in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert. And the parched ground shall become a pool and the thirsty land springs of water. And the habitation of dragons where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. And then highway shall be there and away. And this shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it But it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools, shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away." Amen, may God bless to us the public reading of his precious word. Let's just bow, We word of prayer, and ask God's help upon the ministry of his word. Our Father under God, we thank thee again tonight for this gospel service. We thank thee for the word of God. We thank thee, Lord, that this book The Bible is the inspired, infallible, inerrant word of the living God. We thank thee, Lord, that we can find eternal life as we study the pages of God's precious word. And we pray just now in the closing minutes of our service, the Lord thou wouldst draw very strangely near, shut us in with thyself, shelter us under the precious blood of Christ, Touch my lips with a life cold from off the altar and help me to proclaim the Lord Jesus Christ in all his fullness and in all his glory. And grant, Lord, that some dear man or woman in are meeting tonight, still a stranger to grace and to God, that this very night they may come to know him whom to know is life eternal. Be with us now, Lord, as we wait on in thy presence for we ask all these things in our Saviour's name and for God's eternal glory. Amen. Just the other evening in our Balagayan Free Presbyterian Church, a trio was singing, and they were singing a lovely old-fashioned gospel hymn, and the hymn was called Highway to Heaven. There's a highway to heaven, and as I thought about the message and song that they were singing, my mind was drawn to verse 8 of this 35th chapter of the prophecy of Isaiah. The Bible says, And an highway shall be there and a way; and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those The for in men, though no fools, shall not err therein. This is what God declares in his word, is the highway to heaven, the highway of salvation. On two occasions, in particular in the history of the children of Israel, they ended up in slavery and in captivity. Once, as you will recall from the book of Exodus, down there in the land of Egypt for over uh, 450 years. Later on in their history, they were carried away from Jerusalem and taken into the land of Babylon, and there they were in captivity for 70 years. And the lament and the cry of the psalmist and of the people of God was that by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. They thought about Jerusalem, they thought about their holy city, they thought about their capital city, and they thought here we are now, miles away in the land of Babylon we're slaves and oh we would just love to be able to go and to keep the feasts and to worship God in his temple in Zion. And so it is tonight, there is a a, a heavenly Zion. There is a city that is built for square. It's called the New Jerusalem. But all men and women are not heading for heaven. All men and women want to go to heaven. Only a fool would think otherwise. But all men and women, we are travelers together toward God's great Eternity. We're like the children of Israel when they wandered in the, the barren wastes and in the deserts. so many in this world are going through the wasteland, as it were, the desert land, and they're looking for the right way. The Bible, of course, says there is a way. This repeated twice in the book of Proverbs and uh, chapter. 14 and then in chapter 16 the Bible says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man but the end thereof are the ways of death and so for a moment or two with you tonight I want to consider this wonderful highway to heaven and the Bible says straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life and few there be that find it. And although it's a straight gate and it's a narrow way in contrast to the the broad way that leads to destruction, yet that way is a highway, a holy way, thank God, a happy way that leads men and women to salvation and to God's great eternity. You see, our condition is described here for us in verse 1. It says, The wilderness... And the solitary place shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice. It says, men, by nature, we are living, as it were, in a spiritual desert. We're in the wilderness. We don't know which way we are traveling, which way we are heading. As you read down the verses there, the Bible says in verse 3, Strengthen ye, though we can't. Paul wrote to the Romans, and Paul said, When ye were without strength. In other words, when ye were weak. That describes you and me before salvation. Verse 4 says, Say to them that are of a fearful heart. Many people today are afraid. They're afraid for many, many different reasons and for many, many things. And fear grips their heart and their soul. Some people are afraid when they think about eternity where they will be in God's eternity. As you read on down the verses here, then the Bible continues and says, we're in the wilderness, we're in the desert, we're in a parched land, verse 7, where where there's thirsty land. We want to see the springs of water. But then the Bible says, we're weak, fearful. Verse 5, the eyes of the blind shall be opened. God says in his word, the God of this world, Satan, has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine in. The eyes of the blind will be opened through the gospel. The deaf ears shall be unstopped. Common phrase in Northern Ireland, people say, well, you know, he turned a deaf ear. Turned a deaf ear to that but the Bible says, spiritually, we cannot hear the voice of God. Then the lame man shall leap on his heart. We can't walk properly in order to please God. In the Old Testament, the Bible says there was a man called Enoch, and it says he walked with God. Amos, the prophet says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? But Men and women without Christ, we cannot walk. We may try to be good, we may try to be religious, we may try to be good citizens and all the rest of it, but we cannot walk to please God. So the Bible says, and an highway shall be there. As I thought about the awful condition of men and women without Christ. Walking through this world is like a wilderness that's parched dry. and has nothing really to offer them. And they're there and they're weak and they're sickly and they're fearful and they're they're, they're, they're blinded and they cannot hear the voice of God and they, they cannot walk. And the Bible says the dumb, they, they, they cannot praise God because they don't know him. But yet God says on highway, shall be there. This lovely old chorus was very, very popular many years ago. Used to sing it all across this little province. Many a time in a children's meeting, there's a way back to God from the dark paths of sin. There's a door that is opened and all may go in. It's Calvary's cross. That's where you begin when you come as a sinner to Jesus. And I'm glad tonight that the Bible teaches us from Genesis to Revelation that there is a way, that there is, thank God, a highway to heaven, that it is possible for men and women to be saved. Thank God it's a good way and it's a, a gracious way. It's all of grace and, and even as we've read there tonight, it's a glorious way and it's a guarded way. But men and women must get on that way. I want you to think just for a moment or two about the reality of this way. God has given us a way. Now, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man. Man has his way. Every great religion in the world has its way. Every false cult in the world has its own way. But the Bible teaches us there is only one way of salvation. And that is through the Lord Jesus Christ, and highway shall be there and way. because Jesus said, "I am the way and the truth and the life. So the Bible reminds us tonight of the reality of this way. There is a way back to God from the dark path of sin. There is a way that delivers men and women from sin, and on godliness, there is a way that changes their lives and makes them new creatures. There's a way that brings them in reconciliation into God, a, a, into fellowship with God. I wonder tonight, are you on that way? Or are you just going your own way? Just going the way of religion or religious observance or the way of sinners? Solomon says in the book of Proverbs, My son, if sinners entice thee in the way, consent thou not. Don't be going with them. Don't be going that way. See, the Bible says there is a way. That's the reality of the way. And you notice that this way, it's a revealed way. It's God's way. And God hath given us a revelation of himself in the Holy Scriptures. When you go out for a walk, and you see the fields, and you look across the, uh, the Lagan valley, and you, you see the mountains, and you realize, and when you look up at night and you see the stars in the sky and the moon, or during the day, and you see the sun when it shines, uh, and you realize that God hath revealed himself in the handiwork of nature. The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament showeth his handiwork. But God hath revealed himself savingly in his precious word. And he has revealed this way. Jesus said, I am the way. The only way. Jesus says, I am the mediator between God and men. The man Christ Jesus. Jesus says, there's only one name under heaven given among men. Whereby we must be saved. It's the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God has revealed his way. Remember friend of mine was a missionary. He worked in Scotland and the mission society that he worked with had a wonderful motto. And up the side of his church bus, it said, the gospel to the world through the church. The gospel of Christ going out to all the world. How does it get there? It's through the church, through the people of God, through the Christians. But there's only one way revealed in Scriptures. There's only one name. There's only one mediator. There's only one Savior. Men cannot save themselves. And thank God the gospel as it's made plain and declared unto men and women is the way of salvation. But you'll notice not only the reality of this way and that this way is a revealed way, but you'll notice the requirements of this way The Bible reminds us there in verse 9, it speaks about the redeemed. Verse 10, it talks about the ransomed and those who return. Way back in the Old Testament Scriptures, (coughs) in the book of Deuteronomy, in chapter 10, Deuteronomy means the second reading of the law. And as the law of God was read again, Moses says, And the Lord said unto me, Deuteronomy 10 and verse 12, Now Israel, what does the Lord thy God require of thee? but to fear the Lord thy God and to walk in all his ways and to love him and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul. What does the Lord thy God require of you tonight if you want to get on the highway to heaven? Now this way, as I said, it's been revealed way back in the Old Testament Scriptures in 2 Samuel 14 and verse 14. God says he hath devised the means that men and women who ought to be banished from his presence be not expelled from him. So God is concerned and God so loved the world that he gave his son the only way, the only truth, the only life, that men and women might be saved. But what does God require? Well, he requires of you as he required of me that we be redeemed. In other words, bought back from the slave market of sin. That we have had their ransom paid for us in the book of Job. Job says, because there is wrath, beware, lest a great ransom cannot deliver thee. Men and women born in sin, shapen in iniquity, sinners by birth, sinners by nature, sinners by practice, we are under the judgment and the wrath of God. And Job says, because there is wrath, beware. And then he says, because a great ransom cannot deliver. What he's saying is that if men and women go on in their sin and they don't know Christ as their Savior and they come to the end of life's journey and they die without Christ as they have lived without Christ, then that great ransom of Calvary itself, the precious blood that was shed, that greatest of all ransoms that was given and price that was paid for our redemption, that cannot deliver you or me. So what does God require? Well, He requires that we recognize our state. We have mentioned those verses about men and sin are weak, we're sinful, we're fearful, we're blind, we're deaf, we're lame, we're dumb. And Paul sums it all up as he writes to the Ephesians, And he says, you who were, hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and in sins. Spiritually dead. Might have had life physically, but spiritually they were dead. Dead to God, dead to his word, dead to the preaching of the gospel. And God requires that men and women recognize their lost estate. And then he requires that they repent of their sin. The Bible says, Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. The Bible says, Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. God says when you realize that you are a sinner and then you say, Lord, I want to turn from my sin and repent of my sin and then you can't thank God receive the Savior. For the Bible says in John 1 and verse 12, as many as received him, to them give he the power to become the sons of God. People put emphasis on baptism or confirmation or singing in a choir or taking the Lord's Supper or becoming a church member or all these things and good and all that they might be. But the Bible says as many as received him, the Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation is not in a religion. Salvation is a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And God says, you must recognize your state. You must repent of your sin. You must receive the Savior. And then you will be regenerated by his Spirit. Jesus said to Nicodemus, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Nicodemus, you're a good man. You're a master in Israel. You're a ruler in Israel. But Nicodemus, not good enough. You must be born again. And then when a man recognizes his state and repents of his sin and asks Christ to be his Savior, he's born of the Holy Spirit. He rests on the scriptures. I was talking to a gentleman just the other week down in the church in Belfast, and there was a cup of tea after the meeting, and we were talking, and this dear man he had come to the meeting, and but he had no assurance that he was a Christian. He had asked the Lord to save him. But he, he says, I'm not sure. And I explained to him uh, what an old preacher told me many, many years ago. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that takes our sins away. Hymn writer says, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus takes our sins away, but it is the word of God, the word of the Lord Jesus Christ that takes our doubts away. And Jesus said in John 6 and verse 37, he says, him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. So I says to this dear man, have you come to Christ? He said, I have. And what does Jesus say? He says, I will in no wise cast you out. Therefore, if you come, if you recognize your need, if you repent of your sin, if you receive Christ as Savior, if you come to Him, He will not cast you out. And you rest upon the Scriptures. And you notice. The rejoicing in that way. In verse 10, the Bible says, The ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall all flee away. Christianity, thank God, brings men and women joy. It gives them a joy, the apostle says, a joy unspeakable and full of glory. People think tonight in the world there is pleasure. Now there is pleasure in the world. But the pleasures of this world only last for a season. But the Bible says as far as a Christian is concerned, at God's right hand there are pleasures forevermore. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's a joy unspeakable. It's full of glory. And if you want joy, the little chorus says, real joy, wonderful joy, let Jesus come into your heart. Late Pastor Ivan Thompson, he's a great gospel preacher and a good evangelist. Ivan used to say before he was saved, his life revolved around the bees. He said the bookies and the butts and the beer." And then he said he caught himself on one night. He was standing in a boogie shop and he realized there are four windows here for taking your money in. But there's only one window for paying it out. And then he said one night he came out from the the, the greyhound racing. He hadn't any money left. He had to walk home in a spookering rain. And he says the greyhounds were looking out of the back of a taxi at him. There's no real joy, no real pleasure in the things of this world, but Jesus gives a joy, a joy unspeakable and full of He gives satisfaction. At His right hand there are pleasures forever and evermore. There's a song, the song of the soul set free and the song of the redeemed, and then of course could I just close by saying there's the rewards of this way. This is the highway to heaven. As you go that way, it says, No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereupon. Not a found there, the redeemed shall walk there. In Bunyan's great classic, Pilgrim's Progress, he saw the lion. But when he came close to the lion, the lion was chained. It couldn't touch him. Couldn't have power upon him. The devil goeth about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But when a man or woman gets saved, thank God we're on the highway to heaven. And the Lord keeps us. Keeps us looking on to him. And thank God the Bible says, here's the reward. It's the highway to heaven. Heaven's not some sort of pie in the sky, airy, fairy hope. The Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, said, in my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. The apostle Peter writes to the church, and he says there there is for the church, for the people of God, for the saved, for the redeemed, for the ransomed, for the blood bought. He says there is an inheritance, and it's undefiled. And its fear not away, and it's reserved in heaven for who? For you who are kept by the power of God through faith. It's a lovely old gospel hymn. It says, "Do you know my Jesus? Do you know my friend? Have you heard that He loves you?" and that he will abide to the end. Thank God, tonight, the Lord Jesus Christ is the Savior, the only Savior, the only way, the only truth, the only life, and no man or woman can come to the Father but by Jesus said, I am the door. And by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. There is a highway. It is the way, it's called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. Because if a man or woman comes to Christ, they're a new creature, a new creation in Christ, the Bible says. It's a happy way. He gives a song of joy and gladness. And He takes us all the way to heaven.